Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Let's get started. Did you know that on jamesmillerlifeology.com, you can enroll in the academy I created for listeners just like you? I've created courses you may take at your own pace, which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Enroll in one of the classes today. I have a great show for you today. I'll be helping you change your belief system. I'll also be interviewing spiritual and business coach Tracy Sue, who is going to share her story and how she uses her belief system to change her world. You all know me as a psychotherapist, but some of you may not yet know me as a composer. I currently have two albums which have been released. Think of both albums like books. Each composition is composed like a chapter in a book. The first album, Consolation, explores heartache and pain as a character moves to finding healing and hope. The second album, Restoration, explores a character's awakening and being restored to something greater than before. You may purchase these albums on iTunes or any other digital music store. The names of the albums are Consolation and Restoration, and my stage name is James S. Miller. The name of the piece you are currently hearing is entitled Introspection. As a man was passing a herd of elephants, he suddenly stopped, confused that these huge creatures were only held by a small rope tied to the front leg. It was obvious that these elephants could, at any time, break away from their bonds, but for some reason, they did not. He saw a trainer nearby and asked why the elephants just stood there and made no attempt to get away. Well, the trainer said, when they are very young, we use the same size rope to tie them, and at that age, it's easy enough to hold them. As they grow up, they are conditioned to believe they cannot break free. They believe the rope can still hold them, so they never try to break free. The man was amazed. These animals could at any time break free from their bonds, but because they believed they couldn't, they were stuck right where they were. Like the elephants, how many of us go through life hanging on to a belief that we can't do something simply because we failed at it once before? What we think, we become. We've all experienced something when someone gives us a compliment. We feel really good about ourselves. They say something really nice about our personality, and it feels really good. Whatever our perception is, or what our belief is about a situation, determines what we feel. What we feel determines what we do. So what I think about myself is going to determine how I act out. It's the same thing with you. In any situation, whatever your belief is, is going to determine what you do. And what you do determines your success. So I'd really challenge you today, what do you call yourself? For example, if you have this dream to do something different than what you're doing now, do you call yourself that now? For example, let's say you want to be a fashion designer. And when you talk about being a fashion designer, you feel so excited about it. But when someone asks you today, what are you? Do you tell them you're something different? And the reason why I say that is this, when you act as if, when you believe that what you want to be or who you want to become is that person today, you create the foundational pieces to move you closer towards that goal. What you speak about yourself determines your success. And so I really want to challenge you today, listen to your self-talk. When you're by yourself and you're thinking about your future, what do you say? What type of words do you use? What's your perception about yourself? Do you believe you're going to be successful? Do you believe you have self-doubt? And if your self-talk is negative against yourself, well, then you need to change that. You need to speak about those things that are not yet there, but that will be soon. It's the same type of thing when it comes to things we want in life, things we want to have, things we want to do. When we can really think about that and believe it, it will come true, 
then we've set the wheels in motion to move us towards something. If I want to do something, but I don't believe that I can really do it, well, then I'm the one who's limiting myself. I'm the one who's stopping myself from moving forward to that next step in my life. So just like I said earlier, what we believe about something determines what we feel, determines what we do. So if the first part of that is believing something to be true, well, then I feel a certain way, but then I need to do something. We can't just stop at the very beginning and believe it to come true and not do anything at all. Our belief system is actionable. We have to do something. If that's simply envisioning it all the time, well, then you're doing something. Or if that is speaking about it and saying this is going to come true or this is what I'm going to do, that's doing something. So I'd really challenge you to look at the second part of that. You believe something, well, then what do you do to make sure it comes forth? And you get to figure out what that is, but you have to make sure that that is part of the equation. Because if you don't do it, well, then all we're doing is just thinking about it and there's nothing there. I've once heard it said, faith without works is dead. It's the same exact thing what I just said. Our belief about something is our faith. And if we don't do anything about it, well, then it's not going to come true. So what are you doing today? What are you doing today to move yourself beyond where you are today? I know there are desires in your heart to maybe do things differently, but if you're not doing anything about it, then that can change today. You are not even close to reaching your highest potential. You're not even close to doing all the amazing things that are in store for you. But remember, it starts with your belief. Your belief will change everything. A quick example of one of the courses you'll find in the academy entitled Spirit, Mind, Body, The Perfect Triad. This non-religious course helps you understand how your intuition, or rather your gut, your logic, and your body all work together to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Enroll in the class today. I have the pleasure of introducing Tracy Sue, who is an author and inspirational business and life coach. She is going to share her inspirational story with us today. Welcome to my show, Tracy. Hi, thank you so much for having me, James. I really appreciate it. Yes, it's such a pleasure. Now, you've had quite an interesting life, you know, from where you were years ago to who you are today. And I can't wait for you to share your story with my listeners today. Well, I um, am a spiritual business and life coach. Uh, I came by that, honestly, uh, through a lot of spiritual and life crisis, (laughs) which is, I guess, how you want your life coaches, having had lived and figured out how to... um, you know, traverse the things that life throws at us, uh, well, which that's, that's typically yeah. where people find their faith is through the adversity. Yeah. You know, I find that just so confounding, frankly, I grew up, uh, religiously. My mm-hmm. family is Mormon and I was raised in that faith and it just didn't fit with me. And so for, you know, a number of years in my twenties, um, I was seeking through books, but I wasn't participating in any religious faith or anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, from my teens to my twenties. But it wasn't until, um, I ended up on my knees, just having to beg God to get me out of a deep, dark hole oh that gosh. I really found my own faith. Um, yeah. So, um, I'm in New York city right now, sort of reliving, uh, reliving, well, maybe bringing full circle would be a good thing. Okay. Like, uh, I've, I've asked for healing from the universe mm-hmm. and God many, many, many times, um, from having witnessed 9-11. I was eight months pregnant. I walked out of the subway. Uh, I looked towards the Twin Towers and saw that it was burning. I was a journalist at the time. Wow. Right? I can't imagine (laughs) I was a journalist at the time. So I went to the Dwayne Reed, uh, which is a convenience store, and it was just right there. So I walked in, and I bought a portable um, camera. 
And I walked back out. And as I was crossing the street, I lifted the camera to my eye and I caught the second plane hitting the second tower. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And, right? <laughs> and I... I, my when I say shock, like when people talk about shock, like oh, you hear something shocking. That's not what it is. Yeah. It's a physiological response that does not like your brain cannot compute, your body cannot compute. You don't have a baseline. Spiritual for it. energy. Yeah. Yes. There's just no computation for yes. that. Um. You know. And so, like that. I mean, that was sort of the pivotal moment, but it wasn't the worst moment because uh, what happened to our family after that was just uh, very personally devastating um, in uh, just a very deep way for us. I had just been newly married. Um, we were not a couple who had spent 15 years together and knew how, how to deal with trauma mm -hmm. um, or how to deal with each other's trauma. Um, I was eight months pregnant. Uh, I went into preeclampsia. Um, basically, my body started retaining water because I just my body just could not uh, process this information. Yeah that it had received. And so I had the baby and then I had severe, uh, postpartum depression. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. you might even say postpartum, postpartum psychosis. Oh, um, and it just, oh, I was a travel writer. I lost my job. We went into bankruptcy. Our marriage was struggling like crazy. Like it just for about five years after that was a deep, dark hole. It just kept getting I mean, darker just, and darker. Well, it spiraled out of control sure. because I would go to the doctor and I would say, listen, I'm having this terrible postpartum depression. And they would say, okay, here's some Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> and then they would, I would go back and I'd say, this isn't working. And they'd say, well, here's some more. So I end up in rehab, uh, oh with gosh. Xanax. Yeah. With Xanax addiction. Oh my gosh. Uh, because they had given me, the doctors had given me so much that when I finally was like, look, I'm not doing this anymore. It isn't working. They said, well, if you don't go to rehab, you're on so much Xanax right now that you'll have a seizure. No. <laughs> and oh, you could no. die. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. And so I did go into rehab and I did have a seizure. <laughs> oh, wow. My gosh, Tracy. And it just was, a, I was in a dark, 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 dark place um, before that moment, I was really happy and I was getting everything I wanted mm -hmm. in life. And I was a travel writer in New York city and I was newly married and I was having a baby and we were painting the nursery. And then I see this atrocity. And frankly, I had never seen the face of evil before. Yeah. Like I, I just had not, I mean, and this was such a evil on a grand world stage mm -hmm. that I witnessed that it just, and so I've often gone to see healers and I've gone to see, um, prayers and this comes up for me all the time. Right. I'm, I'm living my life, right. I'm yeah. living my life. I'm doing my purpose. I found my path. I've got this spiritual practice, but I get stuck in these places where I start to feel panic. And it's usually right before everything starts to go right for me. Right. Oh, Cause that's what happened right okay. before this moment, sure. right before this moment, everything was going great. And then I start to panic, like some big explosion is going to ruin my life again. Yeah. Um, and whenever I go see these spiritual healers, they'll say, it's like you were frozen in that moment mm. in a state of shock that you cannot 
like you're paralyzed there. You can't move. You can't like get out of there. And so the universe is so fascinating and interesting to me um, because I've prayed to like, God, I've got to move out of this moment. Yeah. I cannot be in this moment anymore because it's 15 years later and I've got this child that I gave birth to who's walking around like an adult person here. You know? Yeah. Well, it's very cyclical as well. I mean, so every time that one of these events happens, that's when you get paralyzed. In that respect. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and just when things start going great, they yeah. start going great with my business. They start going great with my personal life. You know, things just start like rolling and they're flowing and it's, it's feeling good. I have like a post-traumatic response. Mm. Like I have a, like a post-traumatic response to, okay, if things are this good, now is when the big explosion is going to yeah. happen and I'm terrified and I can't, I can't move forward from that. Um, yeah. So I have been brought back to the city with my child and without any planning on my part, I have walked down the street where I stood. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. Picture. Um, and How- I mean, no planning at all on yeah. my part. I just happened to be standing there going, Oh, all right. That's the building I worked in. That's where the towers used to stand. That's yeah. where the new building is. Uh, you know, this is where we lived. Like I'm just getting this city tour from the universe, um, in these really sort of comical ways. Uh, but it's also bringing up a lot of emotion for me. And, um, I, I, I have to assume that it's also bringing out a lot of healing for me. It's allowing me to allow emotions that I could not express or understand or feel before to move through me and out of me. Yeah. Uh, it's what my intention is. Well, let me ask you this. So to be on this side of it years later and on the same street, looking up where the buildings were, how is it for you now? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's emotional. It's bringing mm-hmm. up some feelings. Uh, I'm moving through those. It's not devastating. Like here's the interesting thing about trauma in your waking life, you're pretty functional. You know, you're going through your business, you're raising your kids, you're, you know, getting up in the morning and taking care of your body and exercising and sleeping and, you know, things appear okay. Uh, but there's things that are affecting your way of living or your way of thinking or your feelings underneath. Mm -hmm. That's really hard to pinpoint. It's really hard to target. So on the surface, I'm really just having a great time with my kids. Uh, I'm going to be having a, a retreat at the end of our trip. We're here for a month. Oh, we're, wow. you know, yeah, we're going to see colleges. My daughter wants to live here someday and go to college. And so we're just having a, we're just having a life, right? We're spending quality time together. We're bonding or whatever. And when I'm just standing on the street and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is where I'm standing. My kids are like, okay, cool. I'm hungry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm exactly. like, just let me have my moment. They're like, mom, I'm so hungry. And I'm like, okay, there's my moment. Over, done. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that really is funny. <laughs> Yeah. And that's kind of what it is, you know, just living a life. But I feel like, um, I feel like there's divine intervention when we ask for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, it doesn't really matter to me what you call that divine entity, whether it's collective consciousness or the universe or Mm -hmm. spirit or God, uh, there is something that when we ask for something will guide us to what it is we're looking for. Uh, and it's called law of attraction, right? So you can use that to get a red car, which I've done. Uh, or you can use that to get healing for yourself and say, Mm -hmm. look, I don't know what I need to like be able to move forward in this, but it's stopping me in my life to where I want to go. So can you take me there? And then suddenly you find yourself on that street going, Oh, (laughs) in a very serendipitous way. Of course, you're not expecting it, but boom, there it is. Boom. There it is. All I tried to do was go see blue man. group. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) 
so now f- you have gone through so much. So you've, you've, you said all these years of just this dark trauma, this, this spiraling down that you went through. How did you find your way up again? How did you start to find that path again? So what I found was law of attraction and purpose. Okay. Right. So I had this epiphany moment. Um, I was just miserable in my life. We had moved to Texas to try to save ourselves financially. I had had another baby. I had gone to rehab. I hated where we lived. Uh, I, well, my marriage sucked. Like just everything sucked. I was yeah. fat. I was just not taking care of myself. I was depressed. Um, and I had had some kind of, uh, massive allergy issue that was causing vertigo. So they had done all of these, uh, all these tests on me before they just told me it was allergies. And one of them was putting a heart monitor on me for like a week. Okay. So I'm sitting on the porch and I'm smoking a cigarette with a heart monitor on and my <laughs> kids are screaming in the house. Uh, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is my life. Yeah. Like, Oh, this is my life. And then suddenly I just had this moment where I thought, oh, my God, this is my life. Mm-hmm. Like, this is life. You reframed and that I, statement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was reframed for me uh-huh. somehow. Yeah. Like, it just was like a moment where I was like, oh, what if I live? Like, I think from the moment that I saw 9-11 until the moment on the porch about five years later, I was sort of in this expectation of dying, right? Mm. Like any time, any walking down the street on your way to work, you could just get, you know, blown up and, you know, everything could be destroyed. And, you know, so what if I die? What if I die? What if I die? Like my body was in a terror state for five years. Like the amount of fear that I felt upon waking was such that if I didn't have kids, I probably would not have chosen to continue my life. It was that horrible. So you're just existing. I, oh, worse than existing. Mm. I was just trying to hang on. Yeah. Um, and then I had this moment and I had just, I just thought, well, what would it take for me to get up every morning and not hate my life? Um, and I, I, I teach people about purpose all the time, uh, in my year of yes and soul purpose stuff, because if you do not have a purpose to wake up for, mm. then your life really is empty. And if you are depressed, it's likely because you don't have a purpose, right? So what I did was I started using the practice of law of attraction. Mm-hmm. I had just seen secret. So I was like, okay, well maybe this is the formula. What can I attract? Yeah. And I started experimenting and I started tracking results and I started, uh, seeing what else I could, uh, attract. And I started teaching other people how to do it and monitoring their results. But I found that the key Along the way, I found that the real key to attracting what you want is to actually want it on a soul deep level. And souls love purpose. Yes. Right? They love purpose. They love meaning. They're here for a purpose. Yeah. Let me, let me stop you for one second. Just some of, some of my listeners may not know what the law of attraction is. Would you like to share Ooh. with them what that is? Give them a little bit of background on that. Yeah, I would. I would. So in uh, physics... Like attracts like, right? Mm-hmm. So you attract your um, your vibrational match. And I don't want to get too woo-woo on that, but if you sure. like think of everything in the world vibrating, right? You're, the tree is vibrating. All the cells of the universe are vibrating, and they are vibrating at different speeds, different frequencies, different uh-huh. whatever. Uh, you're going to attract the ones that match you, right? So if you want to change what you're attracting, for instance, if you're dating, you change your own vibration, and then you're changing what comes to you. And that's, so that's, 
that's sort of like the physics thing. And then like the God thing is, uh, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive, Mm -hmm. seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open to you. Right. So I don't, I think that's a recipe for how to get what you want. That's very true. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to, to put it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's just a, it's a truth that every tradition has discovered along the way somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, as you think you are like, it, it's, it's so often repeated that we kind of forget that this is something that you can use as a tool yeah. to make your life better. And that's what I did was I was like, okay, if I have to get up every morning for the rest of my life and I could live till 90 years, what's going to be, what is the thing that I'm going to care enough about to do that? Um, because I had children and yes, I was waking up for them, but Oh my gosh, I was not having a good time. (laughs) I was not having a good time. I needed something, something else. Um, so I started a, uh, girl empowerment website called the revolution. Uh, and I had a, I, my daughter was about, you know, four at the time. And I thought, okay, I don't like what they're telling her about who she is. I don't like the culture and media and messaging around this. And so if I wake up every day and I write something, um, to change this, or if I lead a movement that, uh, changes this, then that will give me a purpose in my life. And it worked for like five years. I wrote that. I wrote a thousand posts. I wrote a book. I was in New York times magazine. Um, it definitely worked and it was life-saving, honestly, life-saving. Wow. You know, some of the things I hear you talk about is it seems like you have these instant moments of things that just pop up in your life that all of a sudden just kind of tilts your world and moves you in a different direction. Yeah. Well, sometimes there are like, (laughs) gosh, if you, if you can't look at your life and see the forks in the road, Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) like looking back, like, oh my gosh, you should have married that guy or you shouldn't have, you know, like everybody has these moments where before and after, you know, like before this moment, I was this person or I thought this, or I believed this. Mm -hmm. And then after this moment, I believed something else. Um, and that's a choice. And I don't know how many of your listeners have ever read, uh, a course in miracles or they've heard of it, but it's this big fat spiritual tome, right? Just Mm -hmm. gigantic, huge spiritual tome. And I can sum up the entire book (laughs) (laughs) right now for you. And it is that, uh, a change in perception is the miracle. It's true. Yes. So any change in perception is the miracle. Um, And we can, we have the power to reframe our entire past, our entire history, our entire future by simply changing our mind, like by simply looking at something in a new way. And so right there on the porch, I had an epiphany. It felt like it came over me, but I could have let it pass. Yeah. And I, I think that's been like, oh, and whatever, I, so, yeah, know, I'm, I'm depressed and I'm just going to be depressed. Right. <laughs> like I could have done that. And maybe that epiphany had been occurring to me for two years. And I've been yeah. saying that. And then one day I'm ready to say, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to try this. And I think that goes back to you living a life of intentionality and, and purpose. And so when you really slow down and live your life in a very intentional way in every moment, that's when you have that chance to reframe a situation. Because if we don't, then we just live, a, live our life in a very reactive way and we just go through the motions of life and not really taking the reins in the direction we want our life to go. 
Yes. And I'm so glad that you brought up the rushing aspect because rushing is the most devastating thing you can do for a soul or for a human or for a relationship or for a job or creativity. It is like some kind of collective sickness that we have. So I'm taking a month with my kids in Brooklyn and I'm not working very much. I've arranged my life so that I can do that. I can telecommute if I want to. Um, but the reason that I do that for us is so that we do rest out of our regular life, yeah. right? Shake up some energy, see some new things, get some new perspectives, rest if we want to. And I do it for more than a week because you're just rushing on a vacation, sure. right? Yeah. You're just like, oh my gosh, we got to see everything all at once. If you've come for a month, you're like, nah, we're taking a day. We're going to take a day off today because yeah. we're tired, you know, like, and that's okay. Um, and I take myself out of my life alone by myself. I will go on vacation alone by myself to Mexico or wherever it is I decide to go for at least two weeks out of the year, uh, in the spring, usually because winter Colorado, Oh <laughs> yeah. Wears on me. <laughs> and so sure. sometime around March or April, I'm like, I got to get out of here. I yeah. need some vitamin D and some sunshine. But the reason that I do it is because I, I'm a very productive and very creative person. And if I don't respect that, mm -hmm. if I don't protect that as the most sacred thing that I have, then my business is going to fall apart. Yeah. And then my family's going to fall apart. And then, you know, just my finances are going to fall apart. We often think if you work faster, work harder, you know, just keep going on that treadmill, it's going to be more productive. But when you take the moment out and you just go, okay, I'm not doing that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take this time to myself. I'm going to relax. I'm going to rest. I'm going to chill. I'm not going to think about it. When you come out of that, your creativity is just amped up yeah. and your new ideas are just amped up. And there's something about the universe where the flow just rushes in. Mm -hmm. The moment my business starts going bad or I start getting panicky about money, I take a vacation. <laughs> because that's, that's the recipe. Yeah. That's the recipe. That's yeah. what happens. You, you open your flow and the universe, as soon as I come back from any vacation, inevitably I get a, like a flood of new clients. Oh, how exciting. That's wonderful. So tell us more about yeah. your life coaching. Okay. So I'm a spiritual business and life coach. Uh -huh. uh, I was a journalist for 20 years um, and I was a business journalist. So I use that information that I've collected from interviewing thousands of entrepreneurs over the years um, to help other people start sole purpose driven businesses or use their current business to create a better lifestyle so that their business isn't eating their life. So it's a lot of lifestyle stuff. It's a lot okay. of business stuff. Uh, we can do business models, but really what it is, is you healing your own self and being able to move forward confidently. Um, and with with purpose, frankly, more yeah. bravery and yeah. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a purpose about your business, uh, it's going to go well, even if it's not going well, sure. you know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> well, it's also the foundation for why you do it. If you do it for, if your if your metric of success is, is finances, which is fine, but that's not really an intrinsic reason to do something. It really isn't. And we're so confused about that. Mm -hmm. We're so confused about that. Um, I just, I tell people all the time, like, 
you want to know why you've visualized a million dollars and you've dream boarded a million dollars and you've done all of the law of attraction processes for a million dollars and you still don't have it. The reason is that your soul doesn't care yeah. about a million dollars yeah. to your soul. A million dollars is just an arbitrary number. It does not dictate your happiness. It doesn't even affect your happiness. Mm -hmm. uh, what your soul cares about is lifestyle. So if you actually want to go on a cruise, is that if that's why you want a million dollars, just ask the universe for the cruise mm -hmm. and it'll get you on one. You know, yeah. like I don't, I'm not a millionaire going to Brooklyn for a month. People think that's just so extravagant. That's not it at all. No, I just said to the universe, we're taking a month vacation. This is where my kids want to go. Mm -hmm. Make it happen. No big giant chunk of $10,000, $100,000 landed in my lap for me to do it. Uh, but it's what my soul cares about. Yeah. And that's the difference, yeah. right? My soul cares about this time with my kids. My soul cares about this healing for myself here. Um, so yeah, like if money is great because you need it to pay the bills and believe me, I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> And it can buy you a lot of freedom, but money doesn't buy you as much freedom as you think it does. In other words, you don't have to wait to do what you want before until you have money. You can just start doing what you want, and then the money is just going to come. Yes. And I know that sounds so woo-woo, but try it. There you go. Well, you know, you're talking about your kids. When you practice this, how do your kids learn from you with this? How do they instill that in their own life? That's a great <laughs> role model kids. for them. <laughs> my kids live this stuff every year yeah. we do a dream party we invite all of our friends over oh, uh, of all ages and we make a dream board here's what we want this year uh here's the qualities we want to embody here's the adventure we want to go on you know like my daughter's the one who really wanted to go to new york city and that started several years ago we decided all right we're going to go to new york city um for christmas and i had started that year feeding my kids from the food bank and i was like okay that's what we're doing. Wow. Uh, and over the course of the year, I just started putting money towards that. First, we bought a hotel. Then we bought plane tickets. Then we bought theater tickets over the course of several months. And, and my kids are really, um, they're very money savvy. Mm -hmm. So they understand that like, okay, if we want to do that, we're going to cut back on some other things. Right. So we have a code word throughout the year. Um, the year we went to Mexico, all I, or any of us would say was Mexico. Anytime somebody was like, ah, I'm going to go to dinner, blah, blah, yeah. we just say Mexico, right? So we're not going to continue like just spending in other places. But they're so smart about it because, uh, you know, before we go out somewhere, they'll say, here's what I want to attract. I want this type of sundress or I want this hat or I want to see this or I want to go there. And uh, for them, this is just how it works because this is what I've been practicing and what I've been teaching and how I've been living. Um, and so they will call me out, right? <laughs> they will call me out if I'm like, oh my gosh, this is never going to happen. Yeah. They'll say, shut up. Don't say that. <laughs> then it will never happen. Yeah. You know, like they just, they will watch my vibration. That's They'll wonderful. watch their own vibration. Um, and they're very articulate about it because it's just the way that it works for them. I mean, it's sort of like, I don't know. It's just your normal. You know what I sure. mean? It's their normal. Yeah. It's their normal. And they use it very effectively. Well, what a great way for them to grow up with that mentality to have them practice at such a young age. Yeah. I mean, gosh, 
if everybody was living like this, who knows what know. the world could do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tracy, it's been such a pleasure having you on my show. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you, where would they find your information online? Yeah, well, I'm on Facebook and I also have a website. My website is tracysue.com. And let me spell that for you. It's T-R-A-C-E-E-S-I-O-U-X.com. Um, and if they want to read about uh, just exactly how they can get the universe to work for them, uh, I have a book on Amazon called Soul versus Ego Smackdown, How to Say Yes to Your Soul and Tell Your Ego to Suck It. That's a great title. <laughs> Thanks. I thought so, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tracy, once again, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. I also want to thank you, the listener, for joining with us today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today. Also, please visit my website where you may enroll in Lifeology Academy, read my published articles, and watch all my YouTube episodes I created just for you. If you would like to become a show sponsor or become a guest, please visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.